Welcome everyone to Curtain Jerks, the podcast that brings you the fun and funny of wrestling. I am your host, Scott Narver. Hello, how are you? Good to, I can't see you. Good to, I can't hear you either. It's nice when you type stuff. It's very nice. Hey, I, I really appreciate it. I hope you're well. And thank you for letting me invade your brain, invade your ear holes. And uh, uh, it's a pleasure. And I have a very special episode this week. Uh, a very longtime friend, Steve Anoni. You've heard him back on the podcast before. Uh, we recorded back post-WrestleMania of this year. Uh, I get to see him rarely. He lives out in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, I just thought it'd be fun to bring along a recorder and just chat and hold on to it for a rainy day. And by God, my galoshes are soaked to the bone. It is raining a lot right now. So I I have this one here and I I think you're going to enjoy our conversation and what all is going on. But I hope everything is well in your life. Listener, I hope things are going good for you. SummerSlam right around the corner. Destination X right around the corner. ROH, the thing that happens when it happens right around the corner. Lucha Underground, do we have enough money to keep going right around the corner? And New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, we can't translate this stuff for American audiences enough to uh, right, right around the corner. Yeah, there's so many things. So many things in all the local indie events that are happening around near you. There's so much good stuff right now. It's great to be a wrestling fan in this time oh and i'm excited for another thing that you've heard me talking about on the show uh this week in particular august 18th through the 24th the first feature film i've ever been in is being released for one week only um and uh I, I this is this is something i've, I've not talked a, a whole lot about just on a personal level um it's always been a dream of mine as a kid. I've been an actor for a very, very long time. Uh, I've been, I think I was an actor. It started when I was, technically it started, <laughs> this is very weird to think about. In kindergarten, we were in a school play. And um, believe it or believe it, I played a strong man. And uh, uh, I remember in the play that, so there were there were four strong men total. And there were these gigantic weights, uh, in air quotes, that are between us. And there are two handles on either side. I think it was just made of, like, string. And um, the weights are just empty cardboard boxes that say the, you know, it's like 1,000 pounds or 2,000 pounds on it. So the crowd would ooh and ah of us lifting it. And uh, I remember uh, it was my friend Buddy was the other half of my strongman. And he just lifts it up. And granted, he was a bigger kid that looked like one day he would be a buff man. This is back, I lived in Texas. I haven't seen any of those people ever since I had left at the age of nine. But I remember he just lifted it right up in the air. And I thought, well, this is heavy, right? So I'm going to struggle and, and lift it. And I remember my parents saying, but you you made the strong man real. You, you were struggling to lift it. Well, I'm also a weak child and a weak adult. So maybe that just was the truth. Uh, but then later on in life, it was around age 12, at sixth grade, that there was a creative writing course that was also, the other half of it was an acting course in school. And I just thought, oh, I could just take the creative writing part and I don't want to do the acting thing. I'm not interested in that. But I was wildly obsessed with movies and TV and everything like that. And um, it turned out it was mandatory. You had to be in a play. And I did the play begrudgingly and I didn't want to do it. And uh, then the next year, all my friends were still doing the acting thing and in plays. And then I did it to hang out with them. And I didn't I still wasn't very interested. And then over time, I realized I enjoyed doing this. And this came naturally to me. And it was something I was grasping at at learning. And uh, it's the childhood dream to be in a movie. And this is the first time ever I'll be in a actual full length feature movie with a part like i'm i'm actually in it this is this is happening and i to say this out loud to you is is a very surreal thing and uh it means even more that i, I get to do it with a lot of friends that I've, I've known throughout the years and obviously steve sears who's contributed to the show for five years uh given so much of his time and energy and uh, work into Dave Made a Maze and into the show that he wrote it. And it's an actual dream come true that I got to do a movie with one of my best friends in the world. 
and it's it's coming out. It's coming out in theaters. There's so many cities that it's in. It's also available for pre-order on iTunes. It'll be available on the 18th, and also you can pre-order the DVD and Blu-ray, which will come out a little bit later if you want to own a hard copy. And as promised, if you let Dave Made Amaze people know, you know, tweet them, Facebook them, Instagram them, hit them up everywhere. Let them know that you got the movie because of this show, because of Curtain Jerks, because of Scott Narver, because of Steve Sears, any of those things, just let them know. And Steve and I have made a promise that we will do a Curtain Jerks commentary track. Steve and I will sit down. We'll do our own commentary track. DVD and all that's going to have their own, their own with the director and the producer and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to do our own. We're going to sync it up with you guys, and we're going to have our own recording that can live on, and you can have that for you to sync up with the movie and find out the behind-the-scenes stories and the goings-on with us uh, and how we experienced it and, and <laughs> just everything we can reveal to you from our end of it. So I, I, I can't tell you how excited I am that this is a thing. So please, I ask you to support it. I don't ask for a lot of monetary support on this show, um, but this is one that will mean a great deal to all of us, uh, part of the movie. Steve and I most uh, especially, that if you can help contribute, rent it, buy it, spread the word about it, uh, it's, it's amazing, and it's a dream come true for me. So, um, you know, I'm going to get to the interview here in just a second. Oh, no, 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 not yet. I heard you talking about this maze. Yeah, and I, the macho man, Randy Savage, want to talk about this maze. Yeah, I, uh, uh macho man, I was gonna get to the interview today. I look, I, I, I didn't know you were so interested. Do you know about the movie Dave Made a Maze? I don't know this Dave. I know you. I know Steve. And I know a lot of people. But I don't know what Dave you're talking about. It doesn't matter that he made a maze. I want to see this maze. I want to go through this maze. I want to know the ins, outs, upside downs of the maze. Yeah. I'm flattered. I am I am so flattered that you want to know all about the movie. I'm not talking about a movie. No, you're making me mad right now. I'm pacing around. I'm pacing around the room right now. You're getting me angry. You're getting the blood boiling. You're making the milk start to curdle. Yeah, I am talking about a maze. I want to see this maze. Is it one of those hedge mazes? No, it's it's not a hedge maze. It's a it's a it's a cardboard maze. Ah, uh-huh. cardboard, uh-huh. Thick, yeah, thick as these arms right here, yeah. Thick as the fog going through San Francisco, yeah. I dig what you're putting down right now. Uh, macho Man, I, I, I don't see what the difference is in what the maze is made out of. Look, my purpose here today is to put Elizabeth in that maze so nobody, nobody around here, nobody in this Hollywood town that you're in, none of the other boys can get to Elizabeth. Yeah. Oh, uh, Macho Man, I think you've clearly misunderstood what's going on. Look, uh, Dave Made a Maze is a movie. Uh, It's all fantasy. Uh, It's fantastical. Uh, You know, all these things in the movie come to life. And uh, there's booby traps and things that kill people. Look, I... You are you threatening right now? Are you threatening Elizabeth that you're gonna kill her? No, no. Okay, uh, look, I'm talking about a movie, a movie. No, you will not be recording Elizabeth doing dirty, naughty things. This will not be a little ploy by yourself to put it on one of your webcams, uh huh? Charging two ninety nine a minute. Ah. No, uh, oh God, Macho Man, please, uh, please understand. I'm not talking about filming Elizabeth. I'm not talking about killing her. I'm not. I don't even want to put her in the maze. What do you mean? You're insulted. You don't want her to step foot in your maze. What about the Macho Man? Aha! I. I mean, hey, let's be honest. If Macho Man Randy Savage was in the movie Dave Made a Maze, I think it'd be amazing. You're right. It would be amazing if it was a movie. But we're talking about this maze that you got around here somewhere. Where is it? Under the table? Uh huh. Is it above the candelabra? Is it in the chandelier? Where is it? Is there a secret compartment? If I pull on a William Shakespeare statue head and I push a button, push a little keyboard, hit the keys and hit the tickle the ivories, and then something's gonna open up, slide down a pole, turn into Batman? Huh? Is that is that what's gonna happen? Nah. 
No, Macho Man, please, please understand. It's a movie. Dave made a maze. I'm in it. Steve Sears wrote it. John Morrison's in it. Uh-huh. Oh, I see a movie. Uh-huh. John Morrison's in it. I get you. This is all a thing. You're talking about a movie. I'm talking about a movie, exactly. I get you now. Okay, I see. Oh, is this a little postcard for right here? Oh, is that a minotaur? You got a minotaur in there. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's actually John Morrison. I see. So you made a movie... With these cast members, uh-huh, Nick Thune, uh-huh, Rick Overton, uh-huh, yeah, Frank Cayetti, Adam Bush, uh-huh, all these people, you, Scott Narvarez, is in it, uh-huh, but you put in a wrestler, you put in John Morrison. Yeah, I, I mean, we put in John Morrison, you know, he's kind of a big deal, we knew him, he, he, you know, he's a crazy good shape. Uh-huh. Well, he's wooden. You got a wooden guy inside of your cardboard maze when you could have got the macho man in there. Bone saws, right? I could have played Bone Saw. Bone Saw McGraw. Yeah, I could have been in like the character I was in Bolt. Uh-huh. Yeah, Disney animated motion picture. The biggest picture of all time. Bolt. Oh, look, Bonchman, I, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I thought maybe you would retire from acting. I did not retire from acting. A hex on your movie. May it all fall down, down the well, from ashes to ashes, dust to dust. You can suck my left and right nut. Aha, yeah. Uh, well, I guess that's a ringing endorsement from the Macho Man about Dave Made a Maze. He wanted to stash away Miss Elizabeth in there, so, uh, Again, everybody, I'm I'm really excited for it. Clearly, the Macho Man Randy Savage is excited for it. I think it is going to be something special. August 18th through the 24th, Atlanta, Georgia, Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> Can't even say right. Massachusetts, Chicago, Illinois, Cleveland, Ohio, Denver, Colorado, uh, Gloucester, Massachusetts. Just added Kansas City, Missouri, Lambertville, New Jersey, Los Angeles, California. Monterey, California, Phoenix, Arizona, San Francisco, California, Seattle, Washington, Toronto, Canada, Vancouver, Canada. Go to DaveMadeAmaze.com. More importantly, you want to add this film to your collection. It is going to be something else. You can pre-order it on iTunes and, of course, get the DVD and Blu-ray. But enough of that. Let's get to the episode. Uh, Steve Anoni, as I said, talking post-WrestleMania and having a good old time. Enjoy. do your show so if you've got oh i do my show <laughs> thank you no i'm just saying like what, what thank you mike rotund mike rotund nice so okay i'll do my show and you do my show yeah you some bitch <laughs> all right so when last we spoke when was that two years ago um you know because you listen to yourself a lot i do you think you're great? Yeah, I do. I think I'm fantastic. <laughs> we did uh, we did it right before I moved to Bad Street, USA, mm-hmm. um, and that was August of 2015. Okay. And uh, the time of this recording, it's April fifth, sixth. So April yeah, this 6th, is uh, 2017. Thursday night going into Friday after WrestleMania 33. You're still living in Georgia. I am. I'm on vacation for a week. Came back home. California. Yes. SoCal. SoCal. Uh-huh. Orange County. And uh, so we, we, were, we met up. I was at Mania. You were here. That's right. Visiting with uh, future guest of the show, Troy Barton. Troy Barton. That's right. We're going to do a guest jerk together at some point, Troy. You gotta yeah. Finish your damn resume first. That's um, right. And uh, so you, you watch Mania, but how's... Have you gone to any independent wrestling, anything out in Georgia? Have you done? I haven't. I There was um, one of the, one of my mother's employees, that employee's husband does a wrestling podcast, and I've I've never even listened to that podcast. Um, Ric Flair? Yeah. Genuine Ric Flair impersonator. But... Um, you don't get paid for that. Yeah, that's right. I assure you. Um uh, 
Uh, but there's apparently a, a independent wrestling scene, but I just, uh, no, I haven't, I don't really have wrestling friends out there. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to do that stuff with friends that, uh, I can talk about it with. So no, I just haven't gone and done that yet. Um, I am still working up the gumption to try to sneak my way into the Gwinnett Braves stadium mm-hmm. and, uh, talk to Tony Schiavone and maybe, I saw him this year. Oh Yeah. It was, yeah, it was, I, well, I mean, I didn't go and say anything to him. I'm like, holy shit, Tony Schiavone. Yeah. And it ended there. Oh, okay. Well, he's, okay, so the Gwinnett Braves are the minor league team. Gwinnett? Gwinnett. Which what is, is the, that? It's the county I live in. Oh, okay. Named after Button Gwinnett. The, some, he was a failed wrestler. No, he was. Button he Gwinnett. Was, he was a founding father of the country. Uh, and the only reason. This one? Yeah. The only reason anybody knows about him is because in Fallout 3, there was a robot named after him. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Things you know. Yeah, sure. But, um, yeah, so the Gwinnett Braves are the minor league team for the Atlanta Braves, and Tony Schiavone is their Vin Scully. Wow. Okay. Yeah, he's, he, he's been doing it pretty much ever since uh, he left TNA. TNA? Yeah, he was in TNA for a cup of coffee. After, was he? After WCW folded. He, like, he came in and did a promo where he tried to be a bad guy. Um, I think it was like two two weeks, and I it might have even been on the weekly pay per view era. Oh, okay. Um, but I I don't think it was because I saw it, and I only watched one of those weekly pay per views. I was, felt like I, we watched a couple. I remember watching a King in the Mountain one with you, and asking so many questions. Yeah, but didn't the King of the Mountain come afterwards? Uh, I don't know. I, I just remember for sure there's one time, it felt like it was one of those weekly pay-per-views and it was, no, they got to see, they got to put them in a cage and then you, you're, you're penalized and then you could, right, right. You got to climb your way into the ring. Then you can fight. Yeah. Right. Just all this. And I'm like, no, that was okay. This doesn't make sense to me. You know what that was? What was that? That was when they were on your employer's network, Fox Sports for a year oh. or so. And that's when Raven came in um, and had a really incredible run there. And then right when he was about to win their championship, correct me if I'm wrong, Jerk. Spike TV? Uh, there was the gap. So he won right. the he won the championship, the NWA championship at the time because they hadn't split from that yet. Right. In the dark, in the time when they were off weekly TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they go yeah. to TV and then it was, well... Well, he was still People champ. know who Jeff Jarrett is. Yeah, it was... Get it that was, shit on Jeff Jarrett again Pretty much, I think it was the first episode of Spike TV they had him take it off Raven. Okay. Um, and then later on, um, Shane Douglas puked in the ring, and that might have been the highlights of <laughs> TNA. <laughs> I still love him. <laughs> it, all right. Uh, there, there's just always so much weird shit that happens on that show. Oh, you mean Impact? I thought you said you still love Shane Douglas. Someone's like, somebody's got to. Oh, no. <laughs> I guess I'm fine with Shane Douglas. You don't like that guy. No, I never really liked him. Um, okay. I well, liked everybody else around him, but in ECW and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, all the, like, the Jersey dudes. Well, yeah, I mean, well, Chris Candido was fantastic. Lance Storm was awesome. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow maybe the greatest big man in the history of the business up till now. Um, there's a couple Nia of Jax. Yeah. Greatest big man in the business. Really, really awesome dude. Um, <laughs> no, there's a He's couple. He's not like most girls. It's true. That's true. He has a dick. So <laughs> most girls don't have that. <laughs> but, um, that's, okay. not, that's not nice. Yeah, you're right. Uh, he is like most girls. That's right. Uh, so, because you, you have a history of not liking many people strongly. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, everyone does. Everyone has wrestlers sure. that are like, I, I just don't like them, I hate them. But you you have a lot. What are, say, the top three that has just never ended of you just, <laughs> you just hate them. Hate them. Hate them, don't want to see. Okay, uh, I'll go top five. You got five? Okay, I got five. five. I got, got five. Shit, all right. Okay, uh, number five is Edge. Right. Okay. Oh, well, I say right, and I know about this, but right. Uh, I dislike Edge. Uh, I dislike Edge because um, he tried too hard. Okay. And like he came off many times when he was supposed to be in his most intense, most 
uh, effective, most natural, most real moments, mm-hmm. he was acting. Okay. And that pissed me off. And that was actually something you clued me in on, and that I couldn't see anything else after that. Yeah, that's um, my fault. Yeah. Um, and the other part of that is, he, when he wasn't trying to save the business, and he was, you know, just, he could, he had flashes of brilliance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hate Edge because of what he wasn't. Like, because of okay. what he could have been and what he wasn't. And then it turns out, admittedly, this is back 10 years ago now. Turns out Adam Copeland's a douchebag who steals his friend's girlfriend and sleeps around on his other friend's sister, who he was married to at the time, because he was married to Val Venus's sister for a while. Right. Um, so, yeah, it turns out he was kind of a douchebag in that regard. I value loyalty, so... Yeah, you're a very loyal guy. Yeah. But how uh, about that sex celebration, huh? Yeah, how about bonus that? In the pants? Uh, the, yeah, Steve Austin didn't do that. Absolutely. Monday up all night. It was <laughs> just, let's, we're going to take some sex movies and take out all the sex. It's a fucking show on primetime cable television. Maybe you get a nipple slip. Or you can just look up Amy Dumas and probably find a new picture. I don't know if you can or not. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. I know you can't. It's I, all photoshopped. Oh, okay, great. Perfect. Probably looks better. <laughs> okay, so tattoo. Edge, number five. Edge is number five. Uh, then we go to Shane Douglas. Uh, Shane Douglas was... But why do you hate him? If you like everybody else around him, why do you hate Shane Douglas? Uh, Shane Douglas, and this is really ironic and very... He's a dean. Yeah, he's very hypocritical, but he is such a bitter bastard. Just like, <laughs> like even at the time, it was just he, you know, he bitched about uh, Ric Flair holding him down. Look, motherfucker, he, nobody held you down. You weren't getting up. You were not as good as Ric Flair, mm-hmm. even when Ric was way older than you. And that's not to say that you were bad. I'm just saying nobody was as good as Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. You were not going to be the 16-time world champion. And the okay. fact that you hitched your wagon to that and went to ECW, sure, it made you a bunch of money because you got, you know, you got to rant and rave and bitch about it and got to throw down a title and that was a cool moment. But that was his thing. And then, you know, and then he's the franchise and it just was smarmy and he's the best wrestler in the company except for everybody else. But that's, you know, I, I it's like it's when... Cena wasn't good, and they were doing that, and it, that annoyed me. Uh, so, and then number three is Edge. Uh, I hate Edge. He takes two spots. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and then... Or um, that's U2's Edge. Yeah, he's a son of a bitch. Yeah, what a bastard. <laughs> um, uh, number two. Two. Number two, um, Hulk Hogan. Oh. I, I know, I know. I didn't get it. I was I was always a Piper fan. I think we I think we talked about this. Yeah, we did. Wait, I'm, I'm not going to go into it. I. But yeah, you were you were a Piper guy, uh, and, and not a Hogan guy. I was not a Hogan guy. I never believed people like you existed. Yeah. So I met you. Right, and <sighs> Hogan stuck around way too long, and by that I mean he was around too long, even when he was in the middle of the NWO. He should have been gone. In the middle of that. Bring him back. Oh, God. More Hogan. Well, you know what? At this point, I don't care because he's not going to wrestle. Oh, yeah? And he's just going to host shit, and that's... Undertaker's gone. Yeah. Hogan's back. That's what I say. We're going to have a a Hogan undefeated streak at WrestleMania? Hogan rises from the stage. Jesus Christ. From the ashes of the Undertaker. I hate that more because it's possible. (laughs) Oh... I wanted to have it so bad because you'll hate it so much. <laughs> I just, I, I'll throw something at Troy's screen. It's just, uh, oh, God. Uh, and then number one is Edge. Wow. I really don't like Edge. God, Edge, that and much. I, and, the re, and the reason he takes three spots on that is because everyone else apparently likes him. And no one but you noticed what I noticed about him, the, the over selling not overselling but the mm-hmm. overacting thing and they're like he could have been better and like oh every edge is great the hall of famer is yeah okay fine fuck you edge sucks okay i hate edge um i can't fight that one too much i like edge but i was a christian guy mm-hmm. like i i thought well, christian was the money guy 
Yeah, and you, uh, again, you clued me on to Christian too. Yeah, I love I love Christian. I it was I mean, when I was a kid, I thought Janetti was the guy. Everybody did. Yeah, and all, all the while I was like Sean. Yeah. When I dropped out for years and then watched again, I'm like, why is it him? Janetti was cool. That was one of the like. That was a Heenan joke. Was he wouldn't call him Sean Michaels? He called him Sean Mooney. You get him confused with the backstage guy because <laughs> <laughs> he was he didn't matter. He wasn't you know who the hell was this kid? Janetti was going to be the guy. So who are going to be the guys now? Like okay, American Alpha. Yeah. Uh, Marty Janetti number two, and Jason Jordan. I, uh, Jordan's the guy. Jordan, yeah, Jordan is the guy, and I don't. For I think they're both the guy. No, that can't. That you just can't have that. That's not allowed. Well, no, but I, okay, I think they're both going to have a career. They might have a career as a tag team for a good long time, and I'd actually really like to see that because. But I mean, what's the last one that was a tag team for the Dudleys? Yeah. I mean, and and I, Bubba said it a long time ago. He goes, "I'm never going to be the next Hulk Hogan." But we could be. But I could date his daughter. That's right. Marry her. Yeah. Uh, No, but he, uh, he's like, I'm never going to be the next Hulk Hogan, but we could be the next Legion of Doom. Right. That's really brilliant. Um, And Gable is very, very good. He's obviously a phenomenal wrestler. He was an Olympic alternate. Uh, No, he wasn't even an alternate. He was on the team, wasn't he? I don't know. Okay. Um, they cut me that year, so fuck them. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you're six foot four and 120 pounds, so it's well. Uh, I can't go to space, so what else am I supposed to do? <laughs> fuck you, NASA. <laughs> uh, well, I, anyway, Gable's a lot more charismatic and is a lot more comfortable on the mic than he's been able to show. They haven't been able to show anything. They're just kind of having right. him go out and do. Yeah, we're good guys and like us and things. And then, but yeah, Jason Jordan, been around forever. He's been around as, he was tag team with Di, Ty Dillinger for a while. Mm, okay. Um, who, so I think they both have a career. I would like to see them stay as a tag team for the whole th- The whole time would be great, but a good long time. Yeah, um, okay. But who's the guy? You So you, on that one, you say both guys. Uh, I think if they do split up. I think it'll be Jason Jordan. Okay, I do too. Um, yeah, I just I think that he's got more of an upside. He still works for Vince, and Vince likes bigger guys. He's a big, athletic, charismatic guy. He's got he's got the inside track. Okay, um, but you know, who the hell knows? New Day. Xavier Woods. You think Xavier Woods would be the guy? He's the youngest. I think I don't I think this is probably the Xavier last. will be Sean. Yeah, I think okay, so this I think is the last really big push that Kofi's gonna have. I'm not saying that's gonna end soon. Sure. It could go for a good long time. I don't think Kofi gets another chance to like be a singles wrestler and get a huge push from world title or okay. even intercontinental. You know, okay. I, I think this is his chance. Um Big E it's weird, um, not just because he's a strange guy, but he's like it's he's huge, but shorter than their huge guys, right? Um, and I think Vic's, Vince or Kevin Dunn or whoever is making these decisions uh, kind of has some goggles that doesn't see that like short, huge guys. I don't know. I the last one would be Gilberg. Yeah, that's the guy. Mm-hmm. No, but I, seriously, like uh, short, huge guys. Um, Batista. Uh, he's taller though. Right, but he's not a <laughs> a, <laughs> a giant giant guy. You know. Uh, he was as tall as Triple H. Sure. I think that. I'm taller like, than him. I you're you. Okay, so there's the picture of you at WrestleMania re- weekend, mm-hmm. and you're standing next to Baron Corbin. Yeah. And at the far end, you know, is Braun Strowman. Yeah. 
Way to expose the business, you son of a bitch. Can't you do the fucking Todd Phillips and spread your legs or something? God damn, you're just face tall. Face fuck him? You want me to face fuck him? Sure, whatever. I don't, That's what? the Tom Phillips. <laughs> you are as tall as Baron Corbin. Yeah. Yeah. And you're almost as tall as Braun Strowman. Uh, yeah, I think the, uh, the camera was a little delusional with that, but yeah. He's... Fair enough. In that picture, you look like it. Mm-hmm. So, um... Yeah, I mean, obviously you weigh as much as one of their legs, but <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's like... This is what I told you long ago <laughs> when we went to UPW shows and we saw Big Schwag. Right. And it was like, oh, oh, I can't do so many of these jobs because it looks wrong that this great manager mm-hmm. is so much bigger than all of his his guys. Bobby Eaton wasn't taller than Andre the Giant and then going, look at this guy. You know, didn't it didn't work. Bobby oh, was so small. Bobby Heenan. I thought you said Bobby Eaton there for a second. I was like, <laughs> what the hell? Wow, that'll be the first time Bobby Eaton was mentioned on this show. It may be the last. Could be, but yeah. if I were to say that, <laughs> Steve Sears is like, why is Bobby Eaton? What is Bobby Eaton? <laughs> does Bobby stop eating? Apparently not. No, nor does Brown. Brown? Um, yeah, I'm tall. Yeah, you fucking lanky some bitch. I'm tall, but those guys are those guys are big. I didn't get both. No. Uh, um, what the hell were we talking about? Oh, Biggie. Um, I think yeah. he'd be the guy. I think he'd be Sean. Uh, I don't think he's like the. If you're just talking about who's going to get the bigger push, sure, that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. But Xavier Woods is incredibly charismatic. Even in the, I mean, okay, the Xavier Woods character is charismatic, but even on his own show, you know, Austin Creed is a charismatic guy, mm-hmm. even when he, you know, kind of drops the mask. So I think that he, if he moves on to doing something else, he's going to be able to adapt to that. Mm-hmm. From what you get to see of him, he's pretty damn good in the ring. In fact, when he gets to wrestle, like he wrestled um, on Monday night, he shows a lot. They mm-hmm. kind of, I mean, they use them as the heater most of the time, most during most of the run. It was Biggie and right and uh, Kofi, but when uh, well, he's got to play Francesca number two, yeah. But there was okay, so there was the um, the f- mini feud they had right before the tra- uh, brand split mm-hmm. with the Wyatts. Yes, and he was showing a lot of character there. But when they had their kind of as close as they got to a blow off match, anytime Bray Wyatt wasn't in the ring, he was actually holding them off. And then Bray gets in the ring and he gets into a trance and he's scared shitless. But he was performing and doing it well, selling, you know, making his, getting his shit in and making it look good. Mm-hmm. Um, making it look like it hurt. Yeah, I think he's got more than he's been able to show. And he's younger. He's got, he's like a lot younger than them. Um, maybe not Big E. I, Big E's weird. Again, he, I don't know how old he is. Okay. I could look it up, but, you know, that's more effort than I want. Okay, um, trying to think if uh, there's other tag teams that would fall under this category because Bod Villains, that's not necessary uh, uh, as a question anymore. Aiden English. Ah. I'm, I'm, I'm hedging my bet on that one. All but... right. Sorry, Gooch. <laughs> um, See, he might have got over with that name, Simon Gooch. Oh man. Uh, Hi, I'm assuming Gooch. Usos. Uh, Can you tell them apart? First off. Uh, no, I... Could you tell him part with the face paint? Uh, there was Lefty. I remember him. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, and then his brother was Righty? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, no, apparently they're not identical twins. Um, I'm a son of a bitch because I can't tell. They don't stand still. It's hard to tell them part. I guess. Do you I mean... think there will ever be one Uso that will be greater than the other Uso? Significantly. Like, someday we'll be going, oh, shit, Jey Uso had it the whole time. Jimmy, that was Janetti. Jimmy Janetti is what they call him. Yeah, um, which one's the fat one? Mm, I don't know. Yeah, because now I can tell them apart. Well, I can't anymore because now they're wearing more clothes. But right before they turned heel, mm-hmm. one was visibly fatter. Okay, which one? The, so you think the visibly fatter one will be? Add the better one. Okay. He's he's getting more nutrients. He's going to have more stamina. Okay. Lower center of gravity. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, because, I mean, you even think like the Steiners. You know, we think back in the day that mm-hmm. Rick was the guy. Well, yeah, absolutely. Never be well, Scott. well, Rick was the one that got in the business first. He brought Scott along later. Um, Rick got into the business. He had a little bit of success, and he got in an angle, and he brings his brother in. His... And then, yeah, and then it was Scott Steiner, who I think first got over just because he was a huge guy doing ridiculous shit like a Frankensteiner mm-hmm. or the um, or the Steiner screwdriver, where he was actually literally dropping people on their head and not killing them. I'm sure that was by pure accident, because he probably tried. But, but he wasn't barking like a dog. Nope. The guy who barked like a dog was the, hey, that guy's great. Yep, yep. And then uh, somebody put a mic in Scott Steiner's hand. Have you have you seen any of the promos that he cut before he became Pig Papa Pump? Oh, so with mullet? With mullet and, you know, Mr. Perfect Gear. No, it's if I did, I mean, it's been so long I don't remember them. They've been just, overshadowed by Big Papa Pump. Just as mumble mouth, not quite as foul mouth, but like just as he, it's almost exactly the same assault on the English language as before. <laughs> and yet you still understand every goddamn thing he's saying. He's going to eat that guy for lunch, mm-hmm. whoever the hell it is he's talking to. You know, and so, yeah, apparently he just kind of stumbled into what he was supposed to do with the rest of his life. So, do you think. In the WWE in 2017, at least, in the time that the Hardys will be there, will Matt Hardy finally in the WWE be the more popular one over Jeff Hardy? If they let them do the Broken Universe, Mm -hmm. yes. If they can't do that because WWE doesn't want to make money or because of lawsuit reasons, Mm -hmm. uh, I think Jeff's got too much momentum from his from their past mm-hmm. and what they're not going to be able to show of the broken universe um yeah I don't know that I I think that Matt will probably put on better performances because he's more invested mm-hmm. but I don't think it will matter I you, think you don't so unless they can do all the broken stuff you don't yeah. think Matt is capable of doing it uh, I can't I can't count Matt out because he came up with the broken stuff in the first place. Right. But I don't know that he, he was able to do the broken stuff in the first place because he was given more creative control to be able to actually commit to a broken character mm-hmm. that you yourself pointed out to me tonight. When he first started doing the accent, he first doing the, doing the stuff, it kind of went over like a fart in church. People weren't digging. But I, that's why I go to church. For well, the farts. Exactly. But, um, it didn't, you know, it didn't work, but he was given enough rope to commit to it and go to it and hang himself <laughs> well and break himself anyway. But, mm-hmm. um, but, and go and do the final deletion, which, uh, no, he's not going to have whatever character he gets, he gets to create because he can't do broken. He's not going to get as much freedom. So no, right. they're not going to have enough time left in their career for him to make up the gap that, I mean, Jeff Hardy just has to come out and go and he's already got a pop right. because of everything he's already done and everything he's already been and everything he can potentially jump off of. Yeah, exactly. Because he's the one that will still do the stupid ladder spot. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it's all hinges on whether they break or not. So has there ever been anyone then, Going back to your hatred of people, mm-hmm. has there anyone that's ever been someone on your hate shit list for all time mm-hmm. that has then swayed you and then made the great list? Uh, Matt's close. I didn't hate him, but I certainly didn't care about him. Okay. I hated the Hardy Boys for a while because they I remember were that. Doing... I was so confused. I'm like, why? They died for your money. Isn't that what you want? But they were dying the exact same way. And it was like, it was... I. I almost hated the fact that they were putting themselves at risk doing the same spot that I've already seen before. Mm-hmm. It's not, you're desensitizing me to okay. dropping off a 20 foot ladder. Okay. Putting yourself at risk for minimal diminishing returns. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Which I, would be a great tag team. Dim- diminishing returns? Mm-hmm. That'd be fantastic. James Ellsworth and... Uh, uh, Native English. <laughs> He's a partner. <laughs> um, 
But, uh, yeah, so I didn't, like, I didn't want to see them. I didn't hate them like I hated Edge or Shane or Hogan. Right, but has there been anyone that you've ever, you're like, fuck them, hate them, and then at some point, well, shit, now I like them. Uh, Miz. Yeah? Yeah, uh, and, but see, that's happened a couple of times with me with the Miz. Right, but you were wrong some of the times. I was very wrong some of the times. Yeah, but and now you're right, because I agree with you. Okay, I see. Look, the first the, run that he had leading up to it, um, not so much when he was champion, but when he was getting there and that he was getting to do the money in the bank stuff. Yeah, and the and well, whenever they gave him an open the mic, Alex Riley years. Ah, uh, yes. Still need to put that haircut on you. Oh <laughs> um, God! It's the only way you're getting the jacket. Uh, uh, no, I don't need the jacket that bad. <laughs> but no, but anytime that they, like. He was actually getting to a point where he was getting to an edge point with me. Because he would do those phenomenal, natural, angry promos Mm -hmm. that came off so intense and so real. Mm -hmm. And then he would go back to doing the Miz shtick and the, you know, the poster boy stuff. And, hey, I'm the guy that does all the events. You can meet me at any Jiffy Lube you want. You know, that kind of thing. Right. So that was kind of like, you could be more. You're not more. You're not taking the risk to be more. Mm-hmm. Go fuck yourself. Just get the... I I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't want you on my TV. I I wish you ill. But... This man's a father now. Everybody. <laughs> that's right. Um, I, yeah. More importantly, I don't want my kid to have to sit through your shit. Um, but now... Uh, and it's maybe it's not his fault. Maybe he's been trying to angle for this for the whole time, but he's getting to do that kind of stuff. He's getting to, he's actually kind of morphed the, you know, guy at every Jiffy Lube and every event, hardworking, you know, B-level Cena type guy mm-hmm. in into a more natural, more angry, more intense role. I mean, he even legitimized his his uh, in-ring work, which is pretty pedestrian. It's, you know, he's not great in the ring and he does, he does work soft. And he told us why. Yeah. You know, and it's great. And you steal Daniel Bryan's moveset and then you're mm-hmm. all of a sudden a better wrestler. Yeah. All of a sudden. You get your, you get your teeth knocked out by AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. You don't bitch about it. Mm-hmm. You just take it. Uh, you bitch about it in the, in the way that you should. Yeah. You, you're a, a heel and you you should, you should yeah, you steal Daniel Bryan's moveset, some and of then it. you just bitch that you're the greatest of all time, and yell, you know, to your fucking red in the face like that you, was a formula for a success. You get in a a payoffless feud with Daniel Bryan mm-hmm. over your moveset, right? You steal some of his moveset, specifically the safest, least dangerous to you portions of the moveset, which <laughs> yeah. plays into the argument you had in the first place. Yeah, go kick a man. Yeah, go over kick and a over guy again. and point your fingers in the air. And yeah, and now you wrestle John Cena at WrestleMania again. And you have the albatross of having ladies wrestling has come a long way, but let's not pretend that Nikki Bella and Maurice are you know, part of the women's revolution. I mean, I know Nikki Bella was the champion. But they do a very good job, but it's not... They're, overall, they're not the ones that are uh, right now making you tune in to wrestle. Right. What's making you tune in to watch their wrestling is the heated words that they've had between right. each other. That yes. makes you go, fuck yeah, I'll watch them wrestle yeah. each other. Yeah, but, you know, they have that in the match. And because of his relationship with Maurice, and because of the way they have kind of shown a a mirror up against what John Cena and Nikki are and present. They were the most over people in the show, except for the Hardy boys. Um, They were certainly up there. Yeah. I mean, he goes and he just started like he, the yes chant is his now. (laughs) That's because he didn't say it. He just pointed it up in the air once and the crowd did the rest. Well, much like Matt and Delete. Well, yes. He just swiped his finger. I said, except for the Hardy Boys. And they... hold out a finger, everybody. Otherwise, it gets too Nazi-y. <laughs> yeah. You can't keep four fingers and a thumb out. It's one index finger it's... out. Well, you know. 
to some artistic interpretation. That's not how you do it. Hitler was an artist. Uh, yeah, but he had a ball. It's true. <laughs> um, yeah, so The Miz, sure. There's someone I okay. hated and I don't now. And I probably will hate again because he'll either, one of two things. I firmly believe that he's trying now. Yes. I firmly believe that he's going to keep trying. Yes. I do not have faith in the WWE's ability to not shit on something that is hot. <laughs> they seem to be able to do that in spite of themselves. Uh, I feel like that hasn't happened a whole lot lately. That happens less and less. Because pr prime example, okay. Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. That was something that they saw through and they teased the end and they were going to stop it here and then stop it there. And they didn't, they, they wrote it and wrote it and wrote it and gave us a long storied feud with a ton of history. I have a counterpoint. Of course you do. It's bacon. <laughs> and cream soda, <laughs> but no, um, that long storied feud yes. happened because Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens are just that good. I think that... Okay, you've but got that's this... that's what's been happening lately. If you're that good, you are rewarded. The hottest acts are winning the titles. Like, the hottest acts are featured and prominent. And if you can maintain it, they will keep it going. And that's... Okay. That's what should happen. Right, you're right. But to your point... The act that got over the Chris and Kevin show mm -hmm. was not the act that won the title. Before Kevin Owens won the title, mm -hmm. he was an ass-kicking badass heel. Right. That's what he was. He was doing, you know, he did some cowardly stuff because he's a heel. He's still got a, you still can't like him. Mm -hmm. If he's just too much of a badass, the crowd will turn him. Mm -hmm. So, but he was an ass-kicking badass. He gets in a fatal four-way. He's legitimately in a fatal four-way. Nobody ever expects him to win. It's supposed to be, you know, they're, they're setting it all up to be Seth Rollins. And the swerve happens. Triple H comes out and hands him the title. Mm -hmm. um, to the ass-kicking badass. And then proceeds not to come on the show for months. Doesn't explain himself. Doesn't explain why he screwed Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, meanwhile is bitching about Triple H, mm -hmm. which you should. Um, and then trying to, like, he had a couple of matches with Owens, but then he just decided, no, that's not what I need to do. Getting the main title on the main show around my waist is not what I need to do. There is something worth more than that. And it's someone who's not even on, show, on TV. So just that right there. I mean, I know it was supposed to turn Rollins fully face, and it's supposed to set up the match that they just had. Mm -hmm. um, but it did put the universal title on the backseat to well, yeah. that. Because he failed. He couldn't get it done, and also Jericho got in the way, and then he feuded with Jericho. Because Jericho, being the good friend that he is, That's right. was always there to get Kevin Owens back and make sure that that didn't happen. Right, and that's another part of it. Now, yes, I'm glad that Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens got to have that long run where there was comedy gold and mm -hmm. really effective. But the ass-kicking badass needed a 40-year-old, you know... Podcaster. Podcaster to help him win matches. And they made that part of the story. There was, part of the, there was a, a time during that run, pardon me, where Kevin Owens was doubting himself. Mm-hmm. Your heel champion is not supposed to doubt himself like Why that. Why not? What's wrong with that? Well, I mean... Because that gives us belief that maybe they're going to split apart. I believe that's what that does, is it gives us questions and doubt as well. And then when he overcomes it, then he rubs it in all of our faces. I'm not arguing that it didn't work. But I'm arguing that it only worked because Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho are phenomenal performers. Mm-hmm. And if that had happened with even, say, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose playing the same roles, mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't think it would have gotten over as well. I, Very true. I think it was bad booking that got saved by fantastic performers. Mm. 
it was the, and it wasn't the optimal booking. The optimal booking was having Kevin Owens be a badass and having him be the handpicked successor replacement for Seth Rollins by Triple H. Yeah, but starting the starting the 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 proto you know unit that they're trying to do right now with Owens and you know Samojo wasn't there yet. But this but, is a different time that if he's too badass and takes everybody out on his own, he will get cheered. No, he doesn't get taken out. He doesn't. You don't need him to take everybody out on his own. You need him to be, you know, saved by Triple H, the authority figure. Not, you know, he busy. I think that was a waste, a wasted opportunity to tell a really, really cool story that they try and a story that they tried to tell anyway. And so they kind of, instead of having one really good storyline, they had one really good storyline by accident and another one that... Well, who's to say that it wasn't, Triple H wasn't going to be in the cards more, but him and Jericho hit it off so well. It's like, well, we have this. This is too good. Well, then we why, was, why wasn't Triple H around to further the feud with Seth Rollins? Uh, because Seth Rollins' knee kept exploding. His knee only exploded... Every day. All right. Every single day, that just, knee just <laughs> flies off. Seth Rollins was around for most of the. They have to thing. duct tape it together. He was around for most of that. He was around for he was. Cheap he, plug, cheap plug. Here we go. Yeah. Because on Fox Compadres, mm-hmm. uh, Wrestling Compadres Slamcast, I heard uh, of that. That Dale Relage interviewed Triple H and said, "What's going on? Right. You know, why, why isn't Seth Rollins doing anything?" And he says, "He knows where I work. Like Seth yeah, can come talk to me anytime." Seth is going to everyone bitching his head off. Yeah. That's his fault. His dumbass fault didn't go to Stanford like Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman did. Yeah. Go trash his office. I'm, that's I'm his calling you fault. out, Triple H. Well, you could have just talked to me when you walked past Gorilla because I'm sitting right here next to Vince. Yeah. He, and he's not that smart. He doesn't realize it. Well, yeah. So it's that's that's on Seth's character, I see more. Than Triple H. Triple H doesn't have to be there. No. He's the bad guy. You're right. Like, Seth's character, to me, looks like the idiot. Because he's not going to the places that Triple H is at. Right. And Seth Rollins is an idiot because they booked him to be an idiot. Yeah. But now he has a shirt that says King's Lair. So he's <laughs> he's he's within the King's Lair. Or he's laying the king. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is, okay. He's laying pipe, because he's the architect. That's right. That's what it should be. Sure. Or I guess he'd have to be the plumber. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I got my T-square, because I'm the architect. <laughs> A slide rule. So, let's not have it all about hate. Okay, Who's yeah. someone that you absolutely love? Shinsuke Nakamura. Why? Uh, I don't know. How, I, how do you explain him? <laughs> Right? That's always the thing, right? Yeah, he's... He he can... I know he can speak very, you know, passable English. Like how that sentence was? Exactly. Um, (laughs) But he doesn't in his promos. His promos are very succinct, and it's a couple of phrases, and it's... And his... He can provide a promo in broken English and have more charisma than... Oh, great. He gets to be broken? That's right. That's bullshit. I know. But, um, yeah, Shinsuke Nakamura is uh, unlike anything else they got. He's just, he he doesn't have to say anything, and his charisma owns the room. Whatever room he's in. The only person I can compare him to is The Rock, but The Rock had to speak more, Mm -hmm. and he had to build up to that. Rocky Maivia didn't start owning the room. Shinsuke's come in. I mean, I know he's been around forever. He was in right. he was in New Japan and he wrestled Brock Lesnar. In fact, I think Lesnar won the title off him when he won it in New Japan. I think you're right, yeah. Um but still in the WWE he came in and already owned the ring without saying much of anything. He said strong style is here and it was and he had a match with Totally average Sami Zayn. It was phenomenal. I joke. Sami's awesome, but they're not really using him. He's got a cap. He does. And a, and a snazzy so- ska song. Is there anything you do 
being a, a backseat booker mm-hmm. to enhance Shinsuke Nakamura. Do you feel he's missing anything? He's missing nothing. He was missing from WrestleMania. Okay. Because he was, and it's not, you know, I get it. You debut the the night after WrestleMania. Shinsuke and Nakamura and Aiden English, the new vaudevillains. Yes. Fighting for the Raw Tag Team Championship. Absolutely. No, it, it, they wouldn't be vaudevillains. They'd be the, the time travelers. Vaudevillains. Vaudevillains, yeah. Anyway, um, you know, just dress Shinsuke as a samurai and keep Aiden English as whatever the hell he is. And they <laughs> fight crime throughout time. <laughs> crime time. Yeah, there you go. Crime time. New crime time. Time crime stoppers. <laughs> time crime. It's right. Time crime. No, but um, look, I love Shane McMahon. I know he's going to die for my money. I think he could have died for my money against anybody else besides the best wrestler on the planet. And... Uh, there was rumors that somebody high up saw Wrestle Kingdom and wanted WrestleMania to beat that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you had two of the best wrestlers on the planet under contract, and you could have had later Rhino. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, at the time, Bull Dempsey. No, actually, he was fired before. <laughs> but um, no, but you have AJ Styles and you have Shinsuke Nakamura on your payroll. You could have had that match on WrestleMania. And yeah, it had been down the card, but so was Macho versus Steamboat. And you could have had that match on the biggest show you've ever had. Um, and you didn't do it. Shane could have wrestled anybody. Shane could have wrestled Miz and mm-hmm. done something stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Shane, cause Shane could have been the proxy for Daniel Bryan and all that. That easily could have happened. Um, you know, you could have had John Cena retire out of the undertaker. That could have happened. True. You know. Uh, but that's not that's not what they wanted. No, it's not what they wanted. And that's and that's fine. If and you want Roman Shinsuke Reigns. Shinsuke and AJ, who's to say that that's not next year? It better be. It better be some year. Maybe it's not next year. Maybe they're on different shows. I mean, Shinsuke's going to be on SmackDown. It looks like AJ's going to be on Raw, but that's all rumors. And sure, sure. Vince could change his mind tomorrow. Sure. Um, so, who knows? But, but you love Shinsuke. Yeah, Shinsuke's great. Shinsuke Nakamura is awesome. I like Bobby Roode. Um, I want him to stay where he's at for a little while longer just because I think he'd get lost in the shuffle. Okay. Um, who's on them? AJ's awesome, but it's not new. I've liked AJ forever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good see. to hear for a man with so much hate in his heart. I Listen, I, I, I said it earlier today. Um, I enjoy wrestling. And there's a lot of it I hate, but sometimes I just enjoy having something to hate this much. Yes, that's it's, true. You know, it's just fun. I, it, you know, it doesn't, I, I hate this, but it doesn't ruin my day. It doesn't it's, stop you. Like, you can hate it, mm-hmm. and then you'll still watch and go, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. But that's ultimately what this is always yeah. supposed to be. We are supposed to hate someone. There is someone that we're supposed to boo and, yeah. and just think they're the worst thing in the world. Right. I mean, it's... Sure. Uh, I yep. like. See, I'm glad you agree that Enzo is the worst thing in the world. E N Z O E D G E. I think there's something there. There's something there, yeah. There's <laughs> some sort of conspiracy there. It's a four letter word that starts with E. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Throw it maybe. away. All right. Well, but that means he's a Hall of Famer then. Oh. See what you. Oh, TNA Hall of Fame? <laughs> sure. He's going to go in there? Yeah. As Enzo Love? Yeah. Vito Love. <laughs> um, uh, Enzo and Cass were funny. Uh, they were funnier in NXT. They were a complete act, which it... Ass. They were a complete act, and a lot of the call-ups that came at that time weren't. They were people who were starting to learn their stuff. These guys had probably should have been called up earlier because their gimmick wasn't going to get any better. And they were done. They like they had it polished. Mm-hmm. It was ready to go. Um, I never thought that they were going to be world killers. I mean, Cass has got a pretty big upside, but it, that's only if he can actually get comfortable on the mic on his own, or they find him a mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, and Enzo's Enzo. Enzo's going to sell some stuff. Enzo's Road Dog. Don't say that about Road Dog. I. 
Don't say that about Road Dog. What do you want? I mean, you don't have to like him, but he's he's oh, a, okay. He's a mediocre wrestler at best, and he's good on the mic. He gets a reaction. He's going to sell merch. He's probably going to sell a lot of merch. It's Road Dog. No, that's that's a terrible thing to say. Don't burden him with that. Okay. That's awful. Yeah, fine. People need napkins and diapers just like everyone else. So <laughs> that's what he's selling. People use it for that. All right. Or something to catch their sweat or dried poop. Sure. That's what that's what he is. He's toilet paper? Yeah. I just wanted to get mine out that I hated as well. Oh, okay. That's fair enough. Yeah. What do you like? This is my show. It's <laughs> your show. It's my show, god damn it. Do your show. Who do I like? I like everybody else but Enzo. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Who else is what do you what do you like about Mojo Raleigh? Oh, uh the fact that he'll have to retire someday. <laughs> like, you don't like just, that he can get Gronk to show inevitable. up? <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know. Like, the fact that Mojo hangs out with Gronk, like, reminds me of some shitty Nintendo Caveman game. <laughs> that is... That is so... <laughs> Caveman games? Joe and Mac? That's everything that JR used to tout about wrestlers that would be so football that I yeah. go, I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't, it doesn't matter to me. You're not speaking to me. I get it. You're speaking to other people. All, Mojo and Gronk is everything that is sports and doesn't relate to a wrestling fan. Okay. Fair so enough. The, the fact that Mojo is the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal winner <laughs> makes me relieved that I never have to talk about the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal again. Because I believe it's officially dead. Uh, okay. There's no way that continues on with the legacy of Mojo winning and there's more. I don't buy it. All right. So, okay. From one winner to another, what do you like about Baron Corbin? Because Baron Corbin's Baron. Like, yeah. he just, he, he says, fuck it. And just does his thing. Because and when he turns Baron on, Corbin. So stupid. <laughs> and then when he turns it on, like, he turns it on, like, the Royal Rumble, him fucking bum-rushing Braun out of the ring uh -huh. was one of the coolest things ever. Yeah. he's And he's a big-ass biker dude, and he is a big-ass biker dude. Like, there's no bullshit with that guy. Former That's offensive like. lineman. Yeah, well, he can be as offensive as he wants. I wish <laughs> he was more offensive in his promos. There you go. He's pretty offensive in his promos. Not for the right reasons, but... He's just, he's just straightforward. It's it's in a very different way what I would say about Bret Hart with you. Mm -hmm. I know you, you weren't a Bret guy. But I didn't hate him, but yeah. It's just matter of fact. That yep. dude is just matter of fact, and I like it. Yeah, but Bret could read a coup card. That's fine. I think he can. I think he just says what he says, and that's it. Okay. And people go like, oh, he doesn't care, he doesn't do that. It's like, mm, yeah, he... He's I, doing his thing. I would agree. I think he's the most improved wrestler of the, of the year. I think there's going to be some really cool stuff coming from that guy. Well, yeah, he's Intercontinental Champ now, right? Did he just win it? No, Dean retained. No, I thought on SmackDown. No. No? There okay. was just a one-on, okay. like a street fight. Oh, okay, okay. Um, okay, so it wasn't for the title? No. Okay. So, um... So we have it. Some love and hate. Yeah. Wrestling, that's what it's all about. If it's middle ground, then they're dead. They're right. dead in the water. Yeah. There's, don't make me feel nothing. Yeah. But, yeah, no, that's... I'd... Well, I'd love it if you get back here in Southern California, because mm -hmm. I hate it that you're in Georgia. Me too. Yeah. Uh, that's the plan. Get back home and do more stuff. Go all to more right. shows. Maybe go see Lucha Underground. Oh, see. See, very much. Mm, all right. Well, yep. even though they're losing people left and right, but I guess they're getting... Ah, there's always more. They lost their main guy. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. They don't need him. They'll get Juan Cena. Juan Cena. Yeah. yeah. And Nachos Bella. <laughs> El Morticino. <laughs> yeah, they'll get that guy, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right, well, it's good to have you back on, man. Thank you. It's good to be back for now, and then go back, and then... Come back. That'll be it'll be good to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you lived at the sperm bank, you couldn't get your comeback. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you very much to Steve Vanoni for being on the show again. That is a guy who needs to be releasing stuff on a regular basis. He needs to be having his own show, his own podcast, something. I encourage him to do so. He's listening because he loves himself. God damn it. Uh, so uh, you can find him on Twitter at what a terrible, terrible, confusing name, Steve, at ever loving green eyed Steve. So that's E V R. L-V-N-G-R-N-E-Y-D-S-T-V. Good Lord. So find him on Twitter. Tweet at him. Thank him for coming on the show and tell him you want to hear more from him because he lives far away and I don't, I can't do all this Skype recording stuff. I'm figuring out as it is. I'm in a movie. Quit crying out loud. I'm big now. I'm Hollywood. Nah, maybe a one and done. I don't know. The dream may be, uh, be hitting the end of the road, or maybe with your support, more can happen. Other things that are happening right now, Wrestling Compadre Slamcast over at thestream.tv. There's a, a really big studio space over there, so we're over on YouTube now as well with the show, and you can see us again, and we got all new segments coming up on your mark. Do you know about this? Have you seen this? It's a pretty big deal. Uh, Marky Extreme, talking with guests, shoot interviews, that go terribly, terribly wrong with the biggest names in professional wrestling. Christy Hemi, Ethan Carter III, Matt and Jeff Hardy. This week, Shane Helms. And there's even more coming up soon. I don't want to spoil it. Ah, should I spoil it? Should I say? You got to check it out. YouTube.com slash show. I'll say it. Leva Bates, she's back. She was blue pants before. She's Leva Pants. <laughs> Leva Pants. Leva Bates now. Uh, and that is a great follow-up interview with her. You're not going to want to miss that. Um, and then, of course, After Buzz TV, SmackDown After Show recap, where we're talking about uh, SmackDown Live each and every week and uh, having lots of fun over on that show. So check that out as well. But, of course, as I've said, Dave Mina Bates. It's a hell of a week. I'm going to be in Los Angeles all week. So if you're in the Los Angeles area and you want to come see Damien Mays, hit me up on Twitter at Scott Narver and maybe I'll see you at the movies. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Scott Narver. Enjoy your wrestling, kids. back to doing your show again? This is my goddamn show. <laughs>